going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How you guys doing today? How's your Monday? Hopefully you don't have a case of the Monday blues. I've got the, what does he say? What does Michael Scott say? I've got the recipe for the Monday blues. Varsity blues. <laughs> oh God. I haven't watched The Office in a while. Maybe time to get back. I've been watching a lot of King of Queens lately. I don't know how I got on that kick. It's probably because Peacock, the new Peacock app. But uh, either way, either way, hope you guys had a nice weekend, ready for a big week ahead. On today's show, it's NHL Monday, so we'll talk about, uh, we'll go over some NHL standings, give you guys a snapshot of what's what's uh, going on in the world of the NHL, current uh, standings, and we'll talk about the futures market. So how do the futures bets line up with what we're currently looking at in the NHL? So we'll do all that more on today's podcast. First, first uh, things first, special thanks to Better Edge online betteredge.com i've been talking about them now for about a month and it's important that you guys understand that the reason why better edge is so unique in terms of making sports bets is because they don't charge a vig i mean everyone out there from pros who've been doing this for 20 30 years to you know my betters who just started last week everyone listening can immediately start making more money and you actually do that by losing less money you know, I'm not guaranteeing anyone's going to be a millionaire in a week, but I do guarantee that you will, over the course of your betting career, lose less and win a lot more, right? Because winning more is the equivalent of losing less. And uh, yeah, it's it's simple math. You know, betting without a vig is literally betting risk-free. So everyone out there should be betting on Better Edge. I don't know any reason why someone wouldn't appreciate it and wouldn't like it. So check it out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. And use promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P. That's going to get you 10 free dollars in your account. Sign up today online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so in the NHL currently, uh, it's it's really not. There's not too many things going on that stick out. That you know, stand out, uh, uh, stick off the page, uh, stand off the page, stick out. That's what I'm trying to say. It's early on a Monday, folks. You gotta just work with me today. But uh, each division looks pretty good right now for what we expect or what the power rankings have. Now, keep in mind. Uh, the top four teams in every division get in this year. And for those who didn't know, the NHL actually mixed things up, and there's brand new divisions this season. So there's a lot of teams who are facing opponents. They just, they're not used to playing all the time. You know, the Colorado Avalanche, for instance, they're usually in the central. So they're playing the Blues and the Minnesota Wild like they would before, but new teams that Colorado usually doesn't see, they're playing over and over and over. The the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Kings, the Arizona Coyotes, the Anaheim Ducks, the San Jose Sharks, they were all in the Pacific last year. So there's not a lot of familiarity. Now, I don't think it's a huge advantage, disadvantage one way or the other, but it's just refreshing everyone who may not know. The divisions are brand new this year, and because of COVID, and you know them wanting to cut down on travel, the divisions only play one another in division. Uh, but we'll go every single division, let you guys know what it's looking like, and match it up with some futures bets as well. Let's start off in the East, and we will start specifically in the Central, where Tampa Bay is currently in first place with 36 points. And this is really tight at the top. T- uh, Tampa, first place in the division, 36. Carolina, is in second place with 35 points, and then the Florida Panthers are in third with 34. I think these three teams are probably the best in the Central this year, and the two surprises are honestly Carolina and Florida. Now, Carolina, 
I just have been behind on them for a while. You know, I was slow to catch up to them last year. I haven't been betting a lot of them this year. I don't have them, certainly don't have them ahead of the market. And it's because I think Carolina outperforms. Look, if we're not talking about Rod Brendamore being the coach of the year, there's something wrong. Because what he's done since he's stepped into the NHL and taken over in Carolina, I believe he's elevated them so much higher than any other coach could. I mean, if you just look at their pure... Uh, player ratings, how good these players are. And we can just take a take a public rating system, one that all of you guys can go on and use. It's on dailyfaceoff.com. It ranks every player by position in the NHL. Okay, Carolina's first line, their number one line, obviously Sebastian Ajo, center, very good. The number 11 center in the league. But, but Warren Fogle, their right winger, the 71st best right winger in the league on their first line. And their left winger, first line left winger, Brock McGinn, is ranked number 112 of all left wingers in the NHL. Their second line doesn't have one player in the top 60. Okay, so you understand that Carolina's doing a lot with a little. And while, you know, you guys may love Carolina, you know, they did the celebrations, they were certainly a public team last year. I still am actually quite hesitant on Carolina. Okay, now I do think they're one of the better teams in the Central, but I think Tampa is clearly the best team. And then Florida and Carolina are right there in a kind of a bin for the second best team. And then you've got a bunch of question marks. I mean, Chicago so far is in fourth with 31 points. They look good. Columbus, Nashville, Detroit probably don't have much of a chance this year. Now, Dallas is the interesting team in the Central because Dallas has played six fewer games than the teams in this division who play the most. So Chicago, Columbus, and Detroit have all played 26 games. Dallas has only played 20. They were dealing with a lot of COVID stuff early in the year. So they have some catching up to do in terms of the actual games they play. Now, we're not looking at a team that could be first in the Central, and because they haven't played games, they're way down in the standings. I think Dallas is right now the fourth best team in the Central. I think it goes Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and then Dallas. So looking at the futures odds for the Central Division, the favorite is obviously Tampa. As I just said, I have them uh, as my favorite, pretty much you know the clear-cut favorite in that division, and they are minus 175. Carolina is second in the odds, plus 210, and Florida Panthers are third at plus 500. I actually don't believe we have any play in the Central. I think these are all accurately priced. If anything, I would go Tampa, but minus 120, minus 175 is too expensive. I do believe Carolina is overpriced at plus 210, and if you're going to four a bet on a lower team. I take the Florida Panthers at five to one right now. But if you look at the central and the odds compared to how uh, it matches up with what's going on actually in the standings, no bets right now. All right, let's move on to the East and the New York Islanders recently taking over in the East for much of the year was Washington, Boston jockeying for that one spot. But uh, the New York Islanders, very, very, very hot. They're probably the hottest team right now in the NHL. They're seven, two and one the last 10. They haven't lost in regulation at home this season. The Islanders are for real. And uh, you know, I thought that losing Thomas Grice would be a big deal. You know, Thomas Grice last year was a good goalie, but I think what's, what we're learning this year and what's being proven is that the system the Islanders play, that really defensive system, it helps their goalies out a lot. You know, a great goalie, well, a good goalie like Thomas Grice 
has the best year of his career last year, turns that into a nice payday, then goes to Detroit, and it's more of the same what we've seen for years. So the Islanders are for real. Very good team, currently first in the East. Uh, then it goes Washington Capitals, number two, with 32 points. The Boston Bruins are in third with 29 points. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins also tied for third with 29 points. Technically, they're in fourth uh, behind Boston on tiebreakers. Uh, but that's the top four, Okay. New York, Washington Capitals, Boston Bruins, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I should specify the New York Islanders. Okay, so the fifth place team in the East is right in it. And that's the Philadelphia Flyers. And Philadelphia has been injured for a lot of the year, had COVID issues. I mean, during the outdoors games in Lake Tahoe, they played with like half their roster. So the East right now, in my opinion, by far actually the most competitive division in hockey. The Islanders, Capitals, Bruins, Penguins, and Flyers not only all have a chance to get into the playoffs, but I believe every single one of those teams could do some damage. Now, I think the best team in the East is actually right now the Boston Bruins. So if we go compare that to what they're charging at the Sportsbook, Boston Bruins are actually the favorite. So this is encouraging and discouraging for several reasons. It's encouraging because when we see something like the third place team right now is leading the market for that division's odds, and we have that team winning the division based on our projections, that means we agree with the market. And while the market is often wrong, they're right most of the time. So it's it's encouraging because, okay, we agree with the market. The market is pretty much saying what we're saying. There's no value. Okay, that's the discouraging part is there's no bet. I would love it if Boston were the fourth team on here and they were 10 to 1, but that's not the case. Okay, so... Boston's currently plus 150 as the favorite to win the East. The Islanders, who are currently winning the East, are 3-1. to one. The Washington Capitals are 3.5-1, to one, or plus 350. And then the Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins are both plus 550. And I don't have a great bet here. Okay, what I think the sportsbooks are doing is they're using teams like the Rangers, Devils, and Sabres to really, really chip away at that tax and it ends up not being a valuable bet. You know, I think the, that every team, the Bruins, Islanders, Capitals, Flyers, and Penguins, in the futures market is overpriced. And you can, and you may say, how is that? You know, that usually the way the market works, you don't get every team being overpriced. Usually there's one team that's, you know, it has to make up somewhere. You have to alleviate that somewhere. And where they're alleviating it here, alleviating it here is the Rangers, Devils, and Sabres. You know, the Sabres don't have a, a shot in hell to win the division. But when they charge 750 to 1, that increases the household, okay? That increases the house tax. You really think the Rangers, the New York Rangers are going to win the division? No? Well, you can pay 50 to 1 today to 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 bet on them. Okay? So while they while it's probably closer to 0%, you know, it's of course not 0, but it's closer to 0, the house is charging. Let's just do the quick math right now. Do some quick. I'm going to aceodds.com, going to the odds converter, and we're going to type in uh, f- plus 5,000 because that's what the New York Rangers currently are. Yeah, that, that's 2% probability. Okay. So while they're charging, and this is a big deal. Okay. While the market is charging, that's the market is charging, the market is saying the New York Rangers have about a 2% chance to win the division. If you think it's 2.1%, you make the bet. If you think it's 1.9, it's not value. Okay. The real number there is probably closer to 0.3. Okay. Maybe 0.25. It's about a quarter of a percent. So they're charging you essentially 800 times 
the fair market price. Now, we don't understand this because 2%, well, they're charging like it's a 2% outcome and really it's 0.3% outcome. What's the what's the big difference there? It is a huge, huge difference, okay? This is what sports books do. This is why I love talking about Better Edge because they're not a sports book and I hate bookies and sports books in general because they do little sneaky things like this and it's tough to realize unless you're really tuned into how sports books work. So I don't have a bet in, in the East because... The sports books are a bunch of fucking crooks. That's about as much as I could say there. But uh, it's really interesting to see how the current standings, you know, Islanders, Caps, Bruins, and then the odds, Bruins, Islanders, Caps. Uh, let's move on to the Western Conference. We just went over the East, and let's start off in the uh, North. So we'll go to the North of the West, and uh, actually there's really not a East or West this year, so I should correct myself there. But we're going to the North. We're going to the Canadian division, and it's a little easier to make the playoffs in the Canadian division because every other division has eight teams. The Canadian division or the North has seven. So four teams will be in, three will be out. The Toronto Maple Leafs are currently leading the division with 38 points, and I think it stays that way. I believe Toronto is clearly the best team in Canada. Uh, The race for second is really where it heats up. Okay, Winnipeg is currently in second with 31 points, then Edmonton with 30, Montreal with 28. I believe, and I think that I'm different than the market here, I believe Winnipeg is the clear-cut number two in the North. Now, looking at the standings or the market, they're not so far off from what I'm saying. You know, the market has Toronto as obviously the best team. They're minus 500. You've got to pay 500 to win 100 on Toronto. Winnipeg is second at plus 600, however, and then Edmonton at plus 900. So I think that Winnipeg is a little bit better than they are now. Again, still encouraging that the market has the exact same ratings, at least in sequence that we have. But I think Winnipeg would be my bet here at plus 550. Now let's go over what that means. Okay. Does this mean that I think Winnipeg is going to win the division? No, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, I think I think Toronto wins the division about 80% of the time. So you may be saying, well, Tyler, if you think Toronto's going to win 80, you know, 75, 80% of the time, why would you bet on a team that you think is going to lose the division that often? And the reason is because what they're charging creates value given those circumstances. Okay. Plus 550 is currently what they're charging, in, or plus 600 is currently what they're charging in the market for the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, that equals 14.3% for a break-even percentage. Again, if you guys want to calculate this yourself, it's easy. Go to aceodds.com, and uh, you just type in the odds right there. Find the odds converter, and then just type in the odds right there. Uh, and, and it converts everything to a percentage. So the market is saying that Winnipeg is going to win the division 14.3% of the time. Now, just based on the definition of what value means, if you believe Winnipeg is going to win it 15% of the time, you make this bet. Because 15% equals plus 567. And they're charging plus 600. So it's not an incredible amount of value. It's not, oh, this is a must play. You're going to unload the bank account. But it's another example as to how we find bets and how we find value. It's really simple. What is the What are the implied odds? Okay, what's the implied probability? 
And is our probability that we have greater than or less than the improbable probability? And that determines whether we make a bet. So I would make the bet Winnipeg plus 600. I think that, that Toronto wins it more times than not, but that's still a fair price for the Jets. And then we'll end today's show by talking about the West. And the West is uh, it's fun. Golden Knights currently in first. Blues in second. Golden Knights with 33 points. The Blues have 31 uh, the interesting thing there is the Golden Knights have played fewer games than any other team in the West. So it's pretty clear to me that the Vegas Golden Knights are the best team. Now, you could say early in the year, small sample size, fine. But you look at the goals they're giving up, the goals they're scoring. I know this seems easy, but a good way to always see really a rough estimate of, of how good a team is or how good a team should be, just look at their scoring difference. You know, it, 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 it's not a coincidence that the, at the end of every baseball season, it's pretty much a linear thing. The teams who score the most runs win divisions. The teams who give up the most and don't score the most are at the bottom. And it's pretty consistent. The teams who have the highest differential in any sport, be it, I don't know why you just use baseball there. I know it's baseball homework lately. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Okay. The teams at the top of the division should, or the top of the conference, whatever you're using, it should end with a higher goal differential or, or points differential than teams at the bottom. And it should be a stratified thing to where the last place team has the, the biggest negative difference and, and the first place team has the biggest positive difference. And that's certainly the case in the West. Okay, In, in terms of goals given up, goals scored, the differential, the Vegas Golden Knights are plus 25 goals. The next best team in division is the Avs at plus 13, the Colorado Avalanche. Now, here's where I think the St. Louis Blues are a bit of a pretender in the West this year. I still think the Blues make the playoffs, but they're banged up on defense. They're 4-6-2 and two at home. They've won four games at home this year, and they've played 12. I, I just think there's a lot of question marks right now with the Blues. And if you look at their scoring difference, St. Louis is plus 2. Okay, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are in first, are plus 25 in four fewer games, mind you. Colorado Avalanche, plus 13. Hell, the Minnesota Wild in the West are plus nine. St. Louis Blues, plus two. And that's not an end-all be-all, okay? You can't just look at that and then make a bet, but it's a good indication as to how good teams really are and where they may end up. Uh, so the Knights are first, Blues are second, the Avalanche are third with 28 points, the Wild in fourth with 27, and I actually think we can draw a line in the sand right there. Kings are good this year, but they probably won't make the playoffs. Coyotes, Ducks, Sharks, I don't see them making up the ground on any of the teams right now in the top four. So looking at the market, the Vegas Golden Knights, minus 130 to win the division. And the reason they're so cheap, in my opinion, is because the Colorado Avalanche are heavily taxed. Colorado is plus 200. And while I still have Colorado as the best team in their division right now in my power rankings, they're not that far ahead of Vegas in the power rankings to make that much of a difference. Colorado's number three, Vegas is number five. But ahead of that, remember, we're playing a shortened season this year, 52 games. These teams are about reaching the halfway point. Okay, so the idea that the Vegas Golden Knights could have this much of a lead and then crumble is not likely in my mind. If they were going to do that, they would need a lot more games, a longer season for that to happen. And I believe Vegas could still crumble and win the division because they have such a, a commanding lead right now. I mean, let's just put it this way. If the Vegas Golden Knights uh, play four more games and only win half, let's say they go two and two, 
Okay, but they catch up to where the Blues are. They will be six points ahead of the Blues having played the same amount of games. Now, the Avs are, are, again, it's right there. The Avs are five points behind the Golden Knights, and they've only played one more game. But I do have question marks with the Avalanche. They've had a lot of concerns this year with injuries, and they haven't looked consistent when they've been healthy. So the Avs are not this dominating force that I or a lot of other people thought they were before the year. So my bet in the West would be Vegas at minus 130. And I don't always like taking a favorite when you're giving the sportsbook your money for months on end, but I think it's value here. And I'm looking at all the teams in this division, Colorado plus 200. The Minnesota Wild are actually third in the odds at plus 600, and St. Louis is fourth at plus 800. So once again, the market agrees with me that even though St. Louis is second in the division right now, they're absolutely not the second best team in the West. Vegas is first, Colorado second in the odds, but uh, in the standings, Vegas is first and St. Louis Blues are second. All right, that does it for an update on the NHL standings. So uh, hopefully... I brought a little more clarification as to what's going on right now in the NHL. So thanks for listening today. Whatever you guys have going on this afternoon, tonight, good luck. I know there's a lot going on. Plenty of hockey games. Getting closer and closer to March Madness. So uh, can't wait to talk about that in the next week or two. But good luck with whatever you've got going on. We will talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.